Hello and welcome to Pathfinding with Beacon. I'm so excited to come your way again today. I'm your host, Damilola Odukoya, a certified coach and professional counselor. Today, we'll be looking at healing for the soul. Healing for the soul. From last week's episode, we extract the soul and we said the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And ultimately, we concluded that there is no health without mental health, meaning you are not healthy until your mind, your soul, is healthy until you are healthy in your soul and we buttressed it by um, looking at the scripture where Paul was saying sorry um, John was saying that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers so the degree of prosperity you have in your soul the degree of health you have in your soul will have its implication on how much you actually prosper as it were so today we'll be looking at how to heal the soul healing for the soul now the soul sustains wounds along its way as we grow we sustain wounds in our soul and these wounds can be in our emotions usually it's in our emotions it affects our will and it affects our mind but more importantly he's seated in our emotions and then it predicts how we think and how we make choices that is uh, it affects our mind and it affects our will so we'll be looking at five soul wounds today five soul wounds that people sustain along the way as we grow up the first one is rejection wound now a lot of us have been rejected in one way or another. Especially when these things happen to us at an early age, it kind of forms our personality. Remember, we had said something about primal programming. So if you experience these soul wounds, which a lot of us have experienced, in our growing years, it forms a major part of our primal programming and dictates how we think and how we make decisions, our attitude towards life. Um... So the wound of rejection, the wound of rejection could be um, felt when a significant adult in your life rejects you or you feel a sense of rejection in your environment, you know, through the words they speak to you or the way they act to you. And many times in order to, um, in order to make up for this wound, the way we react to it normally, the way uh, we usually react to such wound is that we withdraw so when you see a child that is withdrawn you will know that this child is suffering from rejection and a lot of us withdrew but you know learned to cope with um this rejection and we we formed what we call maladaptive behaviors and part of this maladaptive behaviors is rejection i mean is withdrawal when you experience rejection so many people we think are quiet are not actually that quiet. It's just because they have been rejected. They felt a level of rejection while they were young. And so some of them, you know, just withdrew to themselves. So you see that when they feel comfortable with you, they can be very chatty. They can be very outgoing. In fact, some of them are sanguine in nature. 
but because of the level of rejection they have withdrawn so one of the soul um, wounds is rejection another one is the sense of abandonment when people feel a sense of abandonment when a child feels a sense of abandonment as they grow older they begin to show dependency they have a tendency to be dependent on people and that's why you see some people are so clingy in their relationships they're just a friend to the person in fact at times just a same-sex friend so there's really nothing special like going on between the two of you but you see that they're so dependent on you they are clingy they're always trying to please you and when they sense that you are not um, pleased with them they go all the way to try to appease you yeah, and they can be so possessive of you that at times it becomes comfortable or I mean uncomfortable for you and you feel like ah this is getting too much I think um, we need to give ourselves a bit of space so this kind of people there is a sense of abandonment somewhere and it is deep-seated in the soul is one of the soul wounds and the need to heal from it. you need to heal from it if you see that you're so dependent on people you always want people around you feel insecure when people are not around you you crave the love and approval of people and you go any length to get it it shows that somewhere along the line your soul suffered what we call as abandonment you felt a sense of abandonment now there's also humiliation when there's when we suffer humiliation, especially at a small age, it, 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 it's also a wound that really affects us. It really, really affects us. And, you know, you're trying constantly to impress people. You want to win people's approval. You want to win their love. So, you see, you're always trying to be the best at everything you do. You're trying to prove a point that I am not a failure. I am good. I can do this. I am better than this. And... You're not trying to prove it to yourself many times. You're trying to prove it to everybody so that you can win their approval, you can win their applause because somewhere along the line, you felt humiliated. Maybe they said you never turn out well. Maybe, you know, um, they didn't believe in you. So because of that, you are constantly trying to show I am worth it. I am somebody. I can be great and all of that. When you see that unending strife, in your heart to always outshine to always make sure that you're in the limelight um, then you should know that your soul is probably suffering from a wound of humiliation it could be an incident that happened in your primary school it could be an incident that happened at home with your parents but there's something that you're trying to correct there is a wound you are trying to so hard to heal then there is the betrayal, the wound of betrayal. And this is when um, we feel let down by those we expected to do better. We expected a level of um, security from them, a level of approval, or something from them. And then they let us down, they betrayed us. They did not supply that which we so badly wanted from them. And when this happens, you see such people can become controlling. That's how we try to make up for this soul wound. They become controlling. They don't want anything to be outside of their control. So they, they, they are the people we call control freaks. They want to control you. They want to control the environment. They want to control everybody around them. Well, you do it this way. This is exactly how I want it done. They want to predict everything. They want to be in charge because they don't want to be disappointed again. They don't want to be betrayed. So you see them, they can be very controlling. And when you notice that you have this urge to control everything in your environment, even the things that are ordinarily out of your control, 
you just want to like you, you feel uncomfortable when you are when there's any level of uncertainty in something you are trying to do then you might be suffering from the soul wound of betrayal and it needs to be addressed if not you will continue to be controlling and thereby you know um put off a lot of people around you because people don't want to be controlled they don't like when you try to take over their life tell them what to do especially um your spouse spouses can be very rejecting of a controlling attitude because it, it looks like you want to take over their life and the closest people to you who actually really love you may feel the need to move away from you because of the level of control you exact on them then lastly there's the soul wound of injustice injustice and this a lot of us have because some of us you know um, in a bit of um, maybe sibling rivalry you felt that your parents took the side of a particular sibling against you and so you felt there was injustice and when the soul suffers this kind of wound you see people the adaptive nature becomes being harsh they are harsh they can't even they, they can't empathize with people they just feel that no no i won't take this i won't take i can't be cheated i, I will not allow anybody um sideline me and all of that so and they reject it from themselves and at times for others so you see they can be very very harsh and um judgmental in their own approach towards people they can be harsh and they can be very judgmental because in their mind they feel like this world is not fair so don't think it is and it's it's okay that the world is not fair but i will not take the short end of the stick so they are they can be very very harsh when they are bosses when they are parents and all of that they give they take zero excuse for any form of misbehavior so they put it out on others by being harsh now this are an array of the wounds that our soul can suffer and how it can you know imply on how our attitude in life our personalities and how we see things now we know these things are not right so how do we heal how does the soul heal you heal first of all by forgiving at times you don't know the source you can't say this is what happened that made me become like this but what i will suggest is that you forgive everybody who might have offended you and that can be abstract it can be a little bit bland but it's just a decision you need to make and if you can trace it and you know the people responsible for these injuries in your soul maybe your parents or your teachers or you some some form of significant adult in your life or maybe probably you were a little older and it was your sibling or your aunties or even a um if a, a partner a former partner maybe an ex boyfriend ex girlfriend ex wife ex husband whatever or whoever it may be the first decision is to choose to forgive by forgiving you let go and you let yourself grow when you hold on to the grudge you cannot heal and you cannot grow so forgiveness is not first and foremost about the person and that's why i will not say wait for them to ask for the forgiveness because it's primarily about you and your growth and you're becoming a better person and your mental health so you need to forgive them let them go understand that mm, probably they didn't know better and if you 
think they did no better and did it deliberately. Choose to forgive them because by not forgiving them, you hold yourself down. So for your own sake, and also because the Lord asked us to. In the Bible, the scripture says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So we need to forgive those who trespass against us that we might find forgiveness ourselves. So, knowing that we are not perfect and we will offend some other people and ultimately we will offend God, you need to find it in your heart to forgive other people who have offended you so that you can find forgiveness. That is one of the primary reasons you need to forgive. And so that you can find freedom to grow, so that you can, you can let go of the hurt, it is important that you forgive. Also, um, you need to practice empathy. And this is, talks about empathy towards those that offended you, letting them know that they didn't know better. And if you feel they knew better but did it deliberately, that also shows that they didn't know too much. They might have thought they were hurting you and maybe trying to get some form of, um, you know, pleasure out of that, out of hurting you. But it just shows how the kind of pain they are going through in their hearts, they themselves are deprived in their, in their souls. They, they, they have a form of injury in their soul. They are trying to heal by doing that. So empathize towards them. Mm, they didn't know any better. If they knew well enough, they would know you get nothing by hurting others. So please practice empathy towards those that hurt you. And practice empathy towards yourself. Self-empathy is so important. Because as some of us blame ourselves, say, I caused it. Well, you didn't know much. You didn't know better. If you knew what you know today, you probably wouldn't have exposed yourself to such. So practice empathy. If you say, oh, I've been such a terrible person. I've hurt so many people around me. People have moved away from me. People already have this um, mindset about me. Yes, still practice self-empathy. Because... You, you, you worked with what you had to work with. I mean, given what you had to work with, this was all you knew to do. So, uh, forgive yourself as well. Empathize with yourself and forgive yourself. This is very, very important. Okay? So, uh, I also want to talk about your perspective. Now, you need to modify your perspective. You really need to modify your perspective. Perspective modification is very important. What do I mean by that? No incident has a meaning in itself except the meaning you give to it. And I will try to, you know, do a particular, a whole episode on this issue. So no, meaning, no, no incident has a meaning in itself except the meaning you give to it. So when things happen to you, choose to see from the positive angle. Take a positive perspective to things that happen to you in your life. And you begin to see the changes you want to see in your life. Once you practice all of this, you forgive, you empathize, and you change your perspective to life, it will begin to help you make better decisions. And once you make better decisions, you will see that your soul will become healthier. Remember, it is important that you prosper and as your soul prospers. And there is no health without mental health. Thanks once again for listening to Pathfinding with Beacon. For your counseling, coaching, and questions, you can reach us through our Gmail address, pathfindingbeacon at gmail.com, or you can WhatsApp this number or put a call through to plus 
234-81-22-70-6316. I come again with the number. Plus 234-81-22-70-6316. Thank you very much. Until next time, keep shining. Bye.